Sidey. Hello. It's a little bit of themed content this week. It is. Do we want to go into why? Because no one listening will care. Or should, should we save that for the for the? Yeah, we'll save event. it for Oscars. But what we're doing is we're going into the third film of a trilogy, and it's Back to the Future Three. Yeah, strong train content in this movie. Ah, oh, I wondered why. <laughs> I don't think we've done as iconic a franchise as Back to the Future. I, you know, I don't think we it's have. one of the biggest ones that we've done, and I doubt we've got anything interesting to add to the discussion on it. Well, it's Meeg's favourite western. Yeah, so there's that. <laughs> Yeah. Should we let's just go let's just get into it? Let's just launch straight in. Yeah. It starts off with that scene that's in all three of the movies. Mm-hmm. This is the the disappearing DeLorean and then Marty comes back from the future. Yes. And needs to go. There's a jubilant doc. Yes, he's, and he's like, Yes, I've done it, you know, and it's and then suddenly he hasn't done it. Imagine the crushing yeah, he, he falls, I think he's unconscious, isn't he? Mm. And then Marty has to get him back to his, his place. Quite in, a nice gaff. In nineteen fifty. This is 1955, yeah. Yes, that's it, yeah. Yeah, he's got quite a nice pile of bricks as it happens, Doc. Yeah. Um, and then when he wakes up in the morning, he's still thinking that he's done it, that the job is accomplished. But then he sees Marty and he... <laughs> He screams and recoils and lands on a like an organ, and mm. it does the while he's looking at him, which I quite like. And so the plot sets in motion that Marty is back from the future, and has a letter explaining that Doc, when he was in the DeLorean, was hit by lightning and sent back to 1885. Yeah, but not to come and get him. He's fine. He's living the dream in the Wild West. He's now blacksmith. He's left the DeLorean for him in an yes. abandoned mine yeah. that he, so Marty can, using this version of yeah. Doc, can get back to the future. Don't come and rescue him. Everything will be fine. Yes, exactly. And that's what happens. Yeah. Mm. The end. Yeah. Although it doesn't. It doesn't do that. My, Marty does, of course, end up going back because they find, when they go to get the DeLorean, the dog Copernicus this time. It's not yes. Einstein, it's Copernicus. He's whimpering and making noises by a headstone of over a grave and it's doc emmett brown shot over the matter of 80 dollars by buford tannen yeah just a week, mad dog just a week after yeah so ticking clock seven days from whatever day he was sent back mm. yeah that's right isn't it yeah yeah so he decided he is going to go back and then i get in all sorts of like you know with the time travel plot i'm like but it doesn't matter if he dies because now there's a that's a different doc mm. this doc is here Yes. Yeah. So you don't like you want. Well, you could save him. But yeah. Well, it makes literally no difference. The plot holes in Back to the Future are like almost as interesting as yeah. the movie itself. Yeah. There's a lot of people spending a lot of time doing a lot of diagrams on YouTube explaining mm. the time lines. Yeah, you could you could draw diagrams and flowcharts and Venn diagrams and all sorts of stuff, but it's just fun. It's just good mm. fun. So let's not bother. Let's not get bogged down too much in that. So he dresses up in a kind of pink slightly strange looking (laughs) sort of cowboy outfit that in no way or means or measure of any timeline would be an appropriate cowboy outfit i felt at Mm. that moment not even in the 50s would they associate quite so garish colors with cowboy outfits so i was a bit it wasn't entirely clear to me where he got it from no doc's cupboard doc's got a secret dress up cupboard yeah it was like fancy dress like a child's Mm. costume i suppose he's quite small maybe it was a child (laughs) (laughs) but yes he goes back and they they, he's pointing at a it's like a drive-in movie theater and there's a mosaic type. yeah just a mural of 
uh, engines yeah. running towards him. And when he does go back and hit, hits the magic 88 miles an hour, that becomes uh, a reality. And he's being chased by, well, not chased, he's running head, head, to, head first. first. Uh, now, it's, when I watched that, all I kept thinking was, I wonder what the Native Americans thought of seeing this thing appear. Mm. Yeah. But they just kind of run through him. And obviously he does a J turn, gets the hell out of there, then parks up in a another, luckily... It's the cave. He's cave. supposed to find this cave. And that's the Indians where, just yeah. carry on going. Not yeah. that sort of like looking around going... Well, they had other business. Well, they're actually being pursued by the cavalry. Oh. He sort of pokes his head out of the cave and then he says, shit, the cavalry mm. has to hide again. Yeah. And then he gets chased by a bear, which is living in the cave. And yeah, and he rolls down the hill, doesn't he? And yeah, then he bangs gets himself a, unconscious. Another and another kind of thing that we keep seeing in these movies is he's found by his own family yeah. from the past. Yeah, no, this is a weird one because Leah Thompson plays his great great grandmother. But is she like supposed to be a cousin or related? Did they marry from within the same family? Because why is she oh, also yeah. his mother? And yeah. Yeah, well, it, I think they had originally written this to be Crispin Glover yeah. again. Yeah. But he wasn't available, or I don't know, he fucked up the negotiation. I don't know mm. what happened, but he, he ended There's, up not there being There seems it. to be bad blood with him in yeah. the franchise. Yeah. I wish it was something... I've read about it loads of times. Mm. Yeah, that's weird. Pretty badly informed. <laughs> yeah, so they, they have to take him in and look after him because he's got a head injury, and they look after him, and they're wor- like, where's your horse, and why aren't you wearing a hat, all this sort of You get these crap. scenes that are set up, and you sort of take it for granted now when you see an actor in the frame at the same, you know, it twice, yeah. and he's, like, passing something to himself. But at the time, this was, like technically a bit of a marvel you yeah. know they hadn't been zemeckis was experimenting with new technology to do this kind of thing so some of the more mundane bits where it's just marty mcfly with the and his great-grandfather with the worst irish accent you've <laughs> yes. ever heard oh for sure um, for sure yeah, it's, it's just mundane chance. conversation but it's this yeah. huge technical you know achievement yeah it's cool i can't remember exactly what they do it's just asking him and he's he's taken on the moniker of clint eastwood well he reveals i think doesn't he go to a bar and well, he goes in he's, he's yeah. looking for he's looking for the doc so yeah. he, he goes into town and mm. yeah he does go into the saloon i thought the town it looks fucking great it looks really no. authentic I, well the saloon <laughs> no, you're kidding not, not, <laughs> not on the way in because that does look like a, a set but i thought the saloon and stuff looked, looked really good it did yeah. remind me of old westerns yeah this i don't know the town is sometimes looks pretty ropey like a but i think they would have done yeah maybe yeah and also whenever i watch those saloon scenes i always grimace when the barman just serves those straight shots sarsaparilla yes and mm. people just go not I've just drank petrol. You ever had a sarsaparilla before? No, no. I also like the idea of the spittoon bucket, mm. which obviously yeah, we should get one in the man cave. Yeah, but people would piss in it probably. Yeah. So he's at the bar. Yeah, what's he's looking for for Doc? And is this where he gets into his first confrontation with Buford? Yeah, there's some sort of amusing toing and froing with the barman and all the guys in there. They're all veterans of millions of westerns, so they're all mm. giving it an air of authenticity. But he says to the barman, "Can I have some iced water?" And they all fall about laughing. He's like, yeah. "No." In here, we pour whiskey. Pours him a shot, and it's like 
smoking up the bar when it hits the bar you know it's that it's that toxic but then mad dog comes in and he knows his nickname is mad dog because they've looked up some old history books and seen mm. he's called mad dog because he had a short temper and he drooled all the time and he says he's, he's <laughs> mad dog comes in and says like where's that? the fucking blacksmith you know he, like, my horse threw a shoe blah blah oh yeah well he was drunk in charge of a horse wasn't yeah. he basically i didn't I don't, that might have even been a thing back in those days i don't know anyway and so Marty doesn't use his in in a monologue. He just blurts out, "Oh, you're Mad Dog Tannen," and he's like, oh, "I hate that name." And does yeah. the the shoots and you know at his feet makes him dance when he Wait, does, does the, the moonwalk. Moon does the really cringe. Uh, he's, he's, he's sort of humming Billy Jean to himself. Yeah. yeah, and then he jumps in the air and launches the spittoon at, at Mad Dog. Yeah, I'd forgotten how broad the comedy was in some yeah. of this part. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's the spit. He's covered in the horrible like tobacco spit and all that yeah it's fairly grim yeah so he chases him mad dog chases him and he does the lasso so he's on horseback and Marty's mm. on foot and he lassoes him and it was thomas f wilson who actually did do that he did yeah for real which i think is pretty cool and also michael j fox was like nearly hideously hung in this <laughs> he was he went unconscious well, yeah. yeah they had to had to i don't know if they had to revive him but i suppose they would have done if he yeah no i heard there was something like that yeah, yeah he, he definitely was unconscious from the hanging scene yeah so that's always nice to watch that. <laughs> Good health and safety <laughs> being, being followed on set. But then Doc appears because they do, they do lynch him. They they put mm. the noose around his neck and it's the old um, clock tower thing that's yeah. again Hill Valley thing. whatever thing. They hoist him up and Doc shoots him down. Al, Good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Clint with mm-hmm. the rifle shoots the rope and then they all go on their way not before having this dispute about the shoe and uh, that that's the reason you're going to be fucking killed in seven days. But he's like, well, who is this Clara? It's this buried by his beloved Clara. Yeah. And this, for me, is where the trilogy just fucking takes a huge note die <laughs> because he's like, I don't know Clara. I've never met anyone called Clara. This is like a nonsense. And he's like, Mark's like, well, you just need to meet someone. You know, that's all it takes to meet that right person. You fall in love. And you're like, oh, yeah. fuck off. And then sure, literally as they're saying that, there's a knock at the door. Yeah. And it's the the sheriff or the town fucking some, some dignitary yeah and he said i remember last week when you agreed to show the new school teacher around and all that while well, she's here miss clara blah, 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 blah fucking here we go yeah so that's it that's the meeting yeah well it's hard not to disagree with your assessment a little bit. <laughs> you know. and then they have like a is this the so i'm gonna get lost with this part but is there like a dance and even no well first of all there's when she arrives, she's on horseback and she loses control. And she's she gonna... gets the horses get spun out by snakes, don't they? Yeah, and they she's going to go over and... the cliff, which oh, is yes. which is Clara's ravine or some shit. Clayton and, Ravine, that's yeah, right. And, and Doc saves her, so he's already fucked something up in the timeline. So the space time continuum's in in jeopardy. Yeah, and then their relationship sort of grows and she's like oh there's this town dance and oh maybe i'll see you at that she takes she comes over she manufactures an excuse to see him by bringing a binocular thing a yeah. telescope over and they talk about jules verne and all yeah. that but she is instantly really quite slutty with him yeah she's and she's stalker. about 35 years younger than him as well mary steen and steegan Stigenberg and Battenberg. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm being facetious, but I do like her. I should get her name right. That's really awful. Mary, I've got it here. Mary Steenbergen. Yeah. And she was only 34. Really? Uh, yeah. When she and how old back. was he? Was 78. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's probably not as old as he looks, but he's got to be in his 50s. Yeah, we'll go with that. It's probably not that bad, is it? Anyway. <clears throat> he, just um, looks, he just looks, he's in a tough paper. He's right? a doc. He's a, he's a mad professor. Yeah. 
So yeah, they're instantly completely smitten and then they go to the dance. Yeah. And that's where a Strickland, who is also a direct descendant of the Strickland, who it's is very, in, very incestuous. Yeah. It's big incest themes in Back to the Future. <laughs> like every movie has some strong... Not the first one like, because she wasn't his mum, as we clearly know. Yeah, but Marty's whole plan in that is to fake rape his mum. <laughs> that is the climax of Back to the Future. Is he, That's his plan to his dad. I'm going to fake rape my mum. <laughs> Quote. It's, but it is. It's, you know, it's one of the weird aspects of Back to the Future. Anyway. Yeah, the town sheriff the is, he, is, he won't, is the head teacher, etc. He won't let Buford in with his gun. Check, uh, check your irons. Yeah. I like that. And then this is where the Marty discovers the, the frisbee. Oh, that he throws the hat. Mm. Yeah, so... Maybe pie. pie, pie yeah. So Tannen's had to give in his rifle, his knife, but he's got some stubby little gun hidden under his hat that he's going to use to put in the, the dock's back and, and shoot him, which Marty saves the day with the frisbee and he launches it and you get the cool scene of him, mm-hmm. the, you know, the shot just knocking his hat off and all that and him getting launched, but he challenges him then and he says, right, you've fucking done that, we're going to have a duel. Yeah. Um, and he can't back out of it because he gets called a coward or he's scared and yeah, he, can't, yeah, he can that- never back out of anything when he yeah. gets called a, a shit by and so so that's that's that set up all the while they're trying to figure out how we can yeah what is that it's so bad to be called a coward and it's like it's that's ego his... and you know yeah. whatever i don't know short man syndrome i guess because yeah. he's tiny yeah. he's but all the while they've got the Buford thing going on you've also got the how do we get the delorean back up because it's knackered the fuel line's gone yeah. there's no way they could power it in this day and age so they the plan is to push it mm. with a locomotive uh, which they show you with a great model mm. that they've just rigged up. Brilliant. I'd love to have played with that, didn't you think? <laughs> I felt it was slightly over the top for just explaining. Yeah. Plan. Just for, yeah. <laughs> I am going to spend <laughs> six months. <laughs> but he's only been there a week. He's only got seven days since yeah, he killed. He's been there a week and he's made a full scale model <laughs> to the detail of yeah. that area. Yeah. Some might say priorities are wrong. Extravagant, doesn't it? Yeah. So the plan is to essentially do an armed robbery and hijack the train, use that to shunt the DeLorean along the tracks yeah. and get it up to the magical speed and then away they go. Which is, is it 72? 88. 88. 88. Well, I think 72. I don't know. And they've got some like explosive chargey things. Does yeah, that some fireworks. At this point? Basically, they'll need, the, this, the coal itself won't be enough to get it up mm. to speed, so they have some magical, nitrous. magical fireworks that are nice and colourful that are colour-coded towards going faster. And uh, there's a point of no return as well, which yeah. is the windmill. Uh, it literally says, point of no return, and Marty points it and goes, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> a, go, no, go. Need a professor to explain that one to him. Yeah. So it's set then, that's what they're going to do. And he is, is this where Doc is now convinced to bin off Clara? Yeah, he well, he's, he might basically bumps into him in the in the high street where he's doing the walk of shame, basically. There's mm. obviously, well, he's at least fingered her, maybe had a blowy, I don't know. <laughs> they don't make that bit It's not clear. It's not clear if it was full sex or just like third Four base or whatever or it was. But anyway, he's clearly beside with her and, and the feeling is mutual. And so the risk is now that, Doc's going to fuck the whole thing off yeah. and be completely chicks before mates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He should have been bros before hoes. So that's that's the the, the push and pull of the, the situation. Mm. It is the ultimate chicks before mates. Yeah, and Mike he does actually him. bin him off, doesn't he? He's like, I'm going to... 
Mike convinced him and said, no, you've got to fucking, you've got to come with me. Because yeah. he does say, no, I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm in love. I fucking told you to leave me here anyway. Yeah. And Mike's like, no, you're going to, like, your whole ethos is you can't, like, fuck up the space-time continuum. You've got to come back. He's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So he kicks him to touch. It's, it's fucking simple as that. He just, like, fucking blows with the, whatever way the wind's blowing, doesn't he? He's just like, yeah. I love her. I'm going to dump her. I'm staying. He does at least tell her the truth, though. Yeah, she doesn't buy it. It's yeah, hard to believe. Like, you're, she, you know, she doesn't conclude that he's having a psychotic breakdown. She <laughs> says that she thinks he's just bidding him off. She thinks bidding he's lying. Off. So the yeah. least you could do is say you don't love me. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's bad. So he is like in a kind of catatonic state, really, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, because they both really love Jules Verne. <laughs> so it's hard. They've not really to, got that it? between them and stars. And does he have one drink? <clears throat> no, he hasn't had a drink. They, th- you think that he's like in a coma because he's drunk, mm-hmm. and the boss says no, he hasn't. He hasn't had a drink. He's just been stood like that for hours. So he's he's in a state. Marty comes in and says, "No, we've got to go because I'm about to get shot." And uh, there's been all these things about people taking bets on who's going to die at the shootout, and the the, the undertaker's there measuring for him for a suit, and a guy from mm. S- Smith Wesson or Colt, yeah, is giving Smith him a gun. Wesson, yeah. If you lose, I'm taking it back, and there's all this stuff going on. So he's like, "Doc, we've, we've got to fucking go." So he's like, "Okay, let's go." And he just slings the the shot down the wake his neck, up juice. and he's gone. He's he's on the floor. So then they've got to concoct this nasty, yeah, wake up juice. It's, God knows what's in it. They pour it down his throat, and anyway, yeah, he springs to life eventually, and they get on the train. Yeah. Really? Like, well, for me... Wait, hang on. Well, have we not had, we've missed the shootout. Well, yeah, I suppose there is that. That's, the, that's the Clint Eastwood rip-off bit, isn't it? With yeah. Fire. Fistful of dollars. Yeah. Fistful yeah. of dollars, yeah. He's got the... The boiler thing. The boiler play under his poncho. Yeah. Mm. So direct, like... How does that play out, though? Does he kill him? No, he... Because Buford's no, got Buford to be alive shoots long him. enough to, to so have Buford a, a kid. Him. So he, he, Michael J. Fox drops his gun and says, let's settle this like now. Yeah. And... If Tanner, but Mad Dog, whatever his bloody name is, goes no and just shoots him, and yeah. starts giving it the yeah, I've done it, blah blah. Walks towards him, mm. and Fox is just laying there motionless. And then as he gets a bit closer, Fox boots the gun out of his hand, uh, yes. and then smashes him round the face. Which, no, he punches him first. Punches him first. Oh, and, and then he s- smashes his hand on the thing, and then he pulls it out and whacks him round the face, which, which I would I kill think him. Would have killed him. Killed that would have absolutely killed him. Yeah. Killed him. But then <laughs> he falls about, into the shit again. Yeah, like, goes, like, I hate manure. Yeah, yeah. And he gets ar- he gets arrested and taken away <clears> uh, with his with his gang. That's right. And then we get then we go over to the train. And for me, the franchise is like fucking hanging on by a thread here. And it's this long drawn out thing of can the the fucking Delorean get up to the speed and they're climbing around and actually some of this looks really cool mm. when they put in the explosives to power up the train yeah. a bit the way the train starts to disintegrate like all the seams you know the rivets start to pop that actually look quite cool yeah. Me- meanwhile the love interest has actually gone back to Emmett Brown's barn well she's heard a, a tale she's sat on the her train and someone behind her saying, oh, that man was so heartbroken. I've never seen a case of yeah. someone like being a complete prick like it before. And she's <laughs> like, oh, did he have like white hair and was really fucking way older than me? And then like, yeah, <laughs> Did he hang sh- around with a small, small, slightly <laughs> yeah. diminutive boy? Did he have boy? an inappropriate relationship with a child? Um, <laughs> I don't think it's inappropriate. It's not inappropriate, but it you would think it was odd if one of your mates, when you were like 17, was hanging around with a 60-year-old local I don't nun, even know if he's like, 17. He's a high school, isn't he? Yeah. You would think that you would think that was so slightly, maybe that says more about me than it does about. No, it would that, be weird. It would be. Yeah, it's not like unethical or illegal, but it would be weird. Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, because anyway. I can't remember the premise of why they're friends in the first place. The guitar amplifier is the thing in the script, apparently. The so that he plays in the first one, the huge. He, he said that's how they got to know each other. He was going to build him this big guitar amplifier. Not stealing uranium off Iranians. No, uh, it's one of the two. It's always it's Libyans, just, actually. Libyans, yeah. Taylor's all his time. So they do go, and but Clara rocks up to to get Doc back, which is really selfish because he's like clearly got to save the world. He doesn't even see her he's <clears throat> he's like they're climbing down to the front of the train to climb into the delorean to get away yeah and then he does hear her he, she's shouting at him and he's she's like, on her horse isn't she yeah yeah she she eventually gets, like, gets yeah. stuck on the fucking train with her skirt is like hooked on and she's dangling oh. down and some of the editing is like fucking so bad where it's ripped like almost completely gone then it cuts back and it's just like a tiny bit anyway who cares he goes back to rescue her marty slings the hoverboard back mm. that rescues them and he gets in and manages to get away before the train just plummets down and fucking blows up it was always cool. a pretty risky plan anyway wasn't it but yeah, yeah so anyway yeah and they go back to 1985 yeah, goes back to get Jennifer, who they've literally so just yet again sleep now, through a movie. Marty is coming back to a basically a completely different life that he doesn't remember. He only has the memories of his own life. Nobody else in this mm. new reality that he's come back to should. Where's so? Where's the Marty in that time? Well, somehow he's got to beat that Marty who had a completely different upbringing, yeah. had successful parents. Well, I think they have to murder him, presumably. No, he has to be convinced by this version of Doc in their universe to go back in time and fix their relationship, which wasn't broken. Hang on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Marty goes to get uh, Jennifer, who they've literally let sleep through a movie, and yeah. they go to some train tracks where Doc appears in a new train. And he destroys the DeLorean. Yeah. But that gets that gets destroyed when he comes back. Mm. He has to get off the tracks and a train goes over it because their plan was oh, to, yeah. you have to destroy it because it, we're having too much fun with his adventures. So we have to destroy it and then the the train appears and with the, the weird two creepy kids, Jules and Vern, the one that points at his dick, yeah. which yeah. is edited it out now, needs unfortunately. Needs it was edited out of the version I watched on Amazon, mm. which oh, is yeah. a real shame. So yeah, that's basically it. And Doc's now just going around traveling through time. and In seeing, a hover train. Yeah. Which no way would it be able to fly like it does at the end. I mean, it's just idiotic. Mm. So is, is this still as good as you always thought it was? But yeah, well, I was kind of sort of of a similar opinion to you. This feels really small after the first two movies. The first one's got like a great premise and it's really well done, loads of interesting hooks. And the second one's really crazy and insane. And then the third one's kind of a really small love story. Uh, not a fantastically interesting one at that. So imagine what the doc travels to in that fucking train i know like he could have where why was the sequel where there was like dinosaurs fighting robots from the future or <laughs> yeah. something no I but like you're in the future and this fucking loon dressed in dandy mm. rocks up on a flying train mm. wouldn't you in the future start questioning what the fucking hell has happened in this timeline <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he'd be instantly imprisoned by i assume the time police yeah yeah i I remember when I was a kid being like pretty disappointed with it, liking the Western stuff because I do like Westerns. But then like for me, it's always been about Marty and Doc and their adventures. Mm -hmm. And then this one, like especially when I'm a young kid watching it going, oh, some fucking woman's come in and I fucking ruined it. <laughs> and now he's like in love with her and uh, all their fun stopped and then just like really resenting it. <laughs> I like the, <laughs> so <kind> childish. <laughs> the character growth of like Doc, who's always been the rational one over the series, finally getting a 
chance to have a you know go with his emotions and and marty learning to control his emotions and be a bit more rational is a good one that shows growth over the three movies sort of thing but it's a bit fucking dull it fizzles out really, yeah it does franchise yeah that, that's it it fizzles out that's the problem with it it's got a fucking good logo though this movie just in general, Back to the Future, like, you know, the font and all oh, that. Oh, and then is, the way they add a character to each one. Yeah. So the first one's just Marty. Yeah. Then it's the two of them. Then yeah. it's the three of them, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then, yeah, it's got ZZ Top in it, which just makes it rad. But yeah, I just I just wanted that. I, like, as a child, when I watched it, I was just like, well, this is the end of their adventures and shit. I want them to have more mm. and, and, you know, enjoy that stuff. But how long do you think before they remake it? The Semeco said no, it won't happen while he's alive. But I think that inevitably someone's going to do something. He'll be killed by the Hollywood Illuminati then, and then they can make it. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Seems a yeah, horrible inevitability about that. But I don't know. Maybe someone will do a great job with it, but I think, you know, leave it alone. It's mm. a better third part than the recent debacle which I watched, which was Bill and Ted's third one. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that either. Oh, that's, so, that's, yeah, a but lot it, of what's cool about Back to the Future is its weird eightiesness. Yeah, so you can mm. really replicate that. Well, I rape, don't think you can have scenes raping, where where your mum. where rape is a major plot line <laughs> and twice and sympathy through rape as well. That's you know as a seduction routine is also mm. an interesting thing as well. So. Yeah, lots of rape, lots of incest. Mm. That's the film tagline. A little bit of time travel, <laughs> time traveling, rape, incest. <laughs> Part three. Coming soon to a cinema near you. <laughs>